Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90-Day Money Challenge. It's day 64 of my 90-Day Money Challenge, where I'm questioning everything I believe about money, and today's belief is I don't deserve to receive money. Now, this came up out of doing the work a few days ago and finding this 12-year-old place where uh, it was Christmas and my mom was giving me money to buy this game, Magic Cards, and, uh, and I really had lots of shame and guilt come up. And so one of the things that came up there was I don't deserve to receive money. And so I wanted to go in and question this thought by itself because it has its own set of beliefs and its own story that goes along with it that has impacted me all the way now in my business when I'm doing a job for a client and I feel like I don't deserve to receive money. That can cause some problems in just all sorts of ways, including uh, that I cross my own boundaries, I give way more time and effort than agreed upon. And uh, sometimes cantankerous clients will sort of steamroll over me or, you know, they'll they'll take advantage of me just giving and giving. And so I've had to learn how to set clearer and clearer and clearer boundaries and clearer and clearer and clearer expectations from the get-go to sort of counteract this. But what I want to do is get right into the root of the belief and see if we can kind of shift things from the inside rather than the outside. All right, and one thing that I notice that's core to I don't deserve to receive money is I haven't been good enough and I, I haven't done enough, right, which are two beliefs that I'm going to question at a later time. But those have uh, gripping holds in this story that I don't deserve to receive it because I haven't done enough or because I'm not good enough. All right, so let's take a look at this belief under the work. So first question, is it true I don't deserve to receive money? Well, when I look way back at my childhood and sort of how it has brought me all the way up here, when I go into that question, is it true? What I see is that I've always held myself to impossible standards. Like back when uh, I was, I don't know, 10 years old, and uh, I always wanted to wrestle with my sister, and that would always tick my mom off. And so that's part of why I would never feel quite good enough to receive a gift or to receive something special is because I was always bad. I was always sort of causing trouble or, uh, you know, having some kind of conflict with my sister because she didn't want to, you know, play this or wrestle there or whatever it was. And so then I set up this inner uh, struggle between I need to be perfectly good and I need to never cause any conflict. Otherwise, I'm bad and I'm always causing conflict, and I'm, it's, I'm always to blame, and I'm always uh, the worst. 
And so it's like, I, it's either an always or a never. And that is setting myself up for an impossible standard because I can't control my feelings. And then I'm learning as I go through my life to control more and more the expression of my feelings and my impact on other people and all of those things. And it's okay that that's not perfect, but I haven't lived that way when I'm believing that I don't deserve to receive or I haven't been enough or I'm not good enough. So what I saw is, no, it's not true that I don't deserve to receive money, right? And that this thought has come out of this impossible standard. So let's go right over to question number three, which is how do you react when you believe the thought, I don't deserve to receive money? So as I sat with this, I felt all of the guilt of not being good enough or not, not doing enough, all of that guilt that I have, this sort of endless guilt where I can never quite get it perfect. And what that does to me is it sort of makes me sheepish and shy and kind of bumbly and I like shrink away and pull away. And as I went further into the body of it, the somatics of it, I saw that it's a a fear response and it's actually two fear responses. It's the flee fear response, which is like, I'm just going to kind of uh, pull away and just sort of get myself out of here. And it's a faint response, which is sort of that like going blank and kind of going stupid, going uh, into that, that kind of shy, bumbly place where all of a sudden I don't know anything and I have trouble even getting words out. That's what starts to happen when I believe I don't deserve to receive money. And then how do I treat myself? Well, as I observe that, I then judge myself and shame myself for feeling kind of bumbly and not really knowing what to do or say. And then so I beat myself up with all these bully thoughts. I'm weak. I'm not confident. I'm insecure. I'm not worthy. I'm stupid. I'm not smart. I'm, I'm not experienced. I'm not knowledgeable. I'm not skillful. Uh, I just like hammer it down with all of the voices of past bullies in my life. And when I just sat with and sat with the feeling, because that's one of the most powerful therapeutic parts of the work is to sit with the uncomfortable feeling, the most uncomfortable place. What it felt like was somebody was shining an intense spotlight on my whole body, on the front of my body. Like, kind of like I'm on stage and somebody's like shining a spotlight, you know, it's like a a bad dream or, or one of those awkward moments in a movie where all of a sudden, boom, that spotlight comes on and I can feel it on my, the whole front of my body. And it feels like this kind of pulsing glowing that it's like too bright. I have to kind of shy away from it and hide away from that intense light, which little preview for the question number four, free of the thought, is that light can also be a glorious thing to step into and to feel pride about being on stage and being in front of people and you know sharing and teaching and all of those things, which is a big thing that I've learned how to how to do in the later part of my life. And so we'll bring that back in, in a bit. But 
but it was interesting to notice that my response to the feeling of being seen fully and being given a, a, a lot of attention is that like shrinking away when I'm believing I don't deserve this. And then that relates even to other moments of my past when I noticed I used to run away a lot when I was a kid. I would get scared of something. I would feel like there's too much attention on me or maybe I made a mistake somewhere and I would literally run away. I ran out of many classrooms when I was a kid. Uh, I had teachers chasing me all the time. Um, I've ran away from home. I've run away a lot. And it's in the last five years that I've started to actually be able to shift that pattern of noticing when I'm about to run, noticing the body sensations of like starting to lean away, starting to edge out of the room, and then coming back in and maybe sharing with whoever it is that something intense came up, sharing that that's a pattern for me. Uh, and I had some memories of being on stage, terrified, frozen, and kind of going into that faint response. So I remember must have been the fourth grade talent show or something like that, third or fourth grade. And I wanted to sing the Backstreet Boys song, As Long As You Love Me. But I panicked at the last minute and chickened out because I felt like it was too slow and vulnerable of a song. And so I ended up switching over to the popular Everybody, which was that kind of party song back in the fourth grade. And so I went up on stage and I sang it, but I didn't really feel confident because I didn't know it as well as the other songs that I really wanted to sing. And then when I got off stage, I felt ashamed that I had chickened out on the actual song I wanted to sing. And, and then, and all of that though was set up because I felt like I wasn't going to be good enough. So I didn't want to risk doing a song that was slower and more vulnerable and so it's like multiple layers of like shame and sort of guilt at crossing my own boundaries and feeling like I don't really deserve any kind of praise or attention. I just got to get off the stage as quickly as I can. I feel humiliated. And yet there's that original seed of wanting, wanting to be on stage, wanting to be seen, wanting to receive, right? That's in there. And then in the future, when I look at how this impacts me going further, when I believe the thought I don't deserve to receive money, all I see is struggle and this kind of um, trying to trying to make money when it's like hmm, it's sort of like a Yoda thing, like uh, there is no try, only do. It's like when I'm caught up in I don't deserve to receive money. Then I start to try. I start to really push on it. Well, I have to do this and that to receive money. I'm not open. I'm not open just completely to receiving from any direction. I'm not open to being delighted and surprised. I'm not open to uh, things working out very smoothly and clearly. Right? There's always, I'm expecting the struggle. I'm expecting that I don't deserve this. And that I have to prove it. And so all of this you know, difficult stuff comes out of this belief. And it's also wrapped up in things like 
not feeling like I'm ever going to be a good enough ally to uh, folks who are suffering from systemic oppression and, you know, I'm not, not doing enough for the environment and, you know, all of these ways that I'm, I'm not good enough that sort of carried over from not being uh, able to, to sort of perfectly have a perfect relationship with my siblings when I wanted to wrestle and had all of that um, early teenage uh, kind of angst feelings. So that's all just carried right over into my life. And I can see that in the future with this thought. So let's see what happens without the thought, free of the belief that I don't deserve to receive money. Who or what am I? When I close my eyes and go there, it's like I become this pulsing beacon of light, like totally open. And I feel like this beamingness where I'm just so, so happy to be receiving. I'm so happy to be in that spotlight. Uh, I, I feel deservingness. I feel self-acceptance. I feel self-generosity. It's wonderful to receive. It's okay to receive. That's, that's fine. And that's actually glorious. And then I also feel even more other generosity where I feel like, oh, everybody deserves to receive. And it's, it's a basic human right. It's, it's even just a, a human uh, celebration of receiving. And, and it's all, you know, whether it's money, whether it's praise, uh, whether it's uh, attention, being able to receive is just such a glorious thing and is a thing that doesn't need to be run away from. It doesn't need to be strategized around. I don't need to do specific things to get that attention. That I can just ask for it and I can receive it. And in that is a deep relaxation and a deep sense of confidence. And like it's like a confidence in the play of unfolding events. That if I go up on stage in fourth grade, if I, if I go back there with this feeling now, I feel totally confident that I can go up on stage, I can sing as long as you love me, and I would point at the girl that I have a crush on, and you know I would be just my full expression and just going forward, and you know what? Whatever happens, however good it is, that doesn't matter because the point is that I went and did it. And that's what I wanted to do. And then I followed through and, and it's a glorious expression. And you know what? In those moments, after uh, some, some years of, of voice training, what I realize is that confidence is completely linked in with how our voice sounds. And it's kind of a wormhole that can spiral into doom or can spiral into glory. Is that it's, it's not as much skill-based as people think. That's, that's sort of the, the top, you know, 1%. But 99% of the progress uh, made on, on voice has a lot to do with confidence, which has to do with believing that you're good, which is a thing that has to do with just pulling out the roots of self-doubt and shame and guilt and fear and all of those kind of bully voices. So let's go into the turnaround here. 
I don't deserve to receive money turns around into I deserve to receive money. So how might this be true in my life and in these situations? Well, the first thing is I believe everybody deserves to receive a basic care and support. And I honestly believe in basic income for everybody uh, because we are all here on this planet together and it's just a, a fundamental way that we should be cared for by each other. Uh, so I do deserve to receive money, uh, just like everybody else. And another example of I deserve to receive money is that if I think about my work, I do a great job in my work. I'm very quality oriented. I deserve to receive the amount of money that I say that I'm worth. I deserve to receive that money. And one more example is I deserve to receive money is that I'm a generous person. I donate to a lot of causes. I show up and donate my time. It's okay for me to receive money. I'm not a stingy Scrooge uh, who's always hoarding money. I actually give away a lot. I share a lot of things, money, time, effort. Um, I, I give away a lot for free. And so it's okay. I deserve to receive back lots of things for free. I deserve to be part of the flow that I give out. I don't always have to be in the, the burnout mode by extending to my edges and never receiving. And then another turnaround of I don't deserve to receive money is an interesting one. I don't deserve to receive my thinking. And let's take it to mean my thinking around this belief that I don't deserve to receive money, right? You following me here? So I don't deserve to receive my thinking. Well, the first way that that's true here is that these bully thoughts of I'm insecure, I'm stupid, I'm not smart enough, I'm not worthy of receiving money, you know, whether it's a client job or whether I'm 12 years old uh, and I'm receiving money for Christmas. All of those thoughts aren't true. I'm actually great at my job. I help people succeed in their businesses and create way more than they would have ever done by themselves. And I was actually a pretty good kid. Yeah, I struggled, but that's sort of to be expected at those ages. Um, and, and I was also generous. So I, these bully thoughts are actually not true. They're not accurate to who I actually am. I don't deserve to receive my thinking. Another example of how this is true is that all of these thoughts aren't actually mine, right? There are these bullies from the past or people who have said these one-liners that I have sort of internalized and used against myself for years, but those thoughts are not originally mine. They don't come from my own deepest wellspring. And so I, I don't deserve to replay them again and again and again and again. I don't deserve to receive my thinking. And then finally, with these thoughts that keep coming, these judgmental thoughts, I don't deserve to believe them when they're not true, which is why I'm here doing the work and why I'm just finding it so, so powerful is because it's like it's my human uh right and I, I deserve as a human being to be able to see through my thinking, to be able to touch my deeper 
expansive self and to be able to experience life in its in its full way with with a lot of transparency without all of the confusion of my mind. <sighs> so I kind of wanted to end with uh, something that I've done before, which is a little bit of that was then and this is now, which is an exercise from Gay and Katie Hendricks. So you can do it with me, which is if you have some of these memories from the past that indicate to you that you don't deserve to receive, whether it's receiving money or attention or love or praise or appreciation, you take one hand to your heart, say, this is me. And you can take your other hand and point somewhere behind you and say, well, that was them. Right? And, and this is now, hand to your heart, that was then, pointing back to the past. This is now, that was then, this is me, that was them. It's really separating out, oh yeah, here I am now, in the present, I deserve to receive. Receiving is glorious. I want to give to myself. I want to give to other people. I want to receive from other people. <sighs> we get to have a glorious life. All right, that's it for today. I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business from virtual assistance to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. You've got to check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.